I'm your brother, John Etch. I'm Sean Thrasher. And you're listening to the Palm Podcast. All right, brother Sean, this is our fifth podcast or our fourth one? Fourth one. Wow. Going fast, brother. It is. So we're getting better, right? We are. It's a struggle, man. Yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it. But we're getting better. We're getting better. A couple of topics we want to get into in this podcast, brother Sean. Let's start with, um, you know, I I get this question asked a lot, um, especially from young believers. um, How how should I read the Bible? Oh, it's a great question. Where do I start? I would say, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. I would say pick up the Bible. Yes, sir. To read the Bible, pick it up first, you know. Um, when we say pick it up, we mean actually uh, get yourself a copy of God's word, whether it be on a tablet, whether it be on a phone, whether it be a physical copy. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick up a Bible and you um, start there. And, and, you know, there are several like reading plans that are available. Yeah. You can Google different reading plans and things of that nature. Chronological plans. Right. Um, you know, uh, they have plans that are dedicated strictly to the Old Testament, to the New Testament. They have plans dedicated for seasons. So if you're looking for something for Easter, looking for something for Christmas, um, there's various ways to to get into the scriptures. Yeah. Um, I know when I first started, I didn't have a plan at all. Um, I, mean, I just started kind of, you know, basically thumbing through it. Yeah, me too. You know, and... Um, I would get frustrated sometimes. I would start mm-hmm. like... I remember somebody telling me, okay, start from Genesis. Gotcha. And then I would go through Genesis, and then, you know, the first couple of chapters were pretty cool, you know, reading them, and all of a sudden it got to some, you know, chapters where it kind of, it was hard to understand what was going on, and then I would stop and then go to another book. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a really, um, I wouldn't go through a whole book in, at the beginning because I was either misinformed or I just, I'm going to be honest, I just got bored, mm-hmm. you know, reading through some of the, especially especially through the Old Testament, mm-hmm. it was hard to understand what was going on. So your favorite book wasn't Leviticus? <laughs> or Deuteronomy? Uh, Deuteronomy. <laughs> it was hard for me, for, the prophets were so hard to um, to to comprehend, to, to understand what was going on there, because you, you kind of needed some history of what was going on mm-hmm. in, in those times, so. But then, you know, I learned, so. No, that's good. I mean. Like you said, there are some companions that are needed, you know, when you read the scripture, one of those being the Holy Spirit. Man. Oh, yeah. You know, um, a Christian has to be led by the Spirit in every area, and that's including Bible study. Mm-hmm. So you, you need the help of the Spirit to help you in reading. And then, um, you know, it, the Holy Spirit also helps you in um, leading you to various people who are are, 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 are learned uh, about different books, mm-hmm. um, about history, the history that you need uh, to help you understand. And, um, you know, but God is the greatest teacher. The Holy Spirit will definitely lead and guide you as you study the word. Yeah. But you do have to start. You know, yeah. the first step is starting. Some people, like I've heard people, oh, it's too, the Bible's too boring, you mm-hmm. know. This is coming from like believers, you know. And then, oh, it's too hard to understand. Or I think I need to go to seminary, or I think I need to go to Bible college. Mm. You know, stuff like that they throw in your face. But what you're saying is correct. You know, not everybody's going to read the Bible the way you're explaining it, or nobody's going to read the Bible the way I'm explaining it. But um, there there are certain methods that are helpful when it comes to, to reading the Bible. I remember they always say, um, I always remember people saying, uh, start with the book of John, the mm. gospel of John, because it's, it's an easy read, and it gives information about 
you know, the life of Christ, et cetera, et cetera. Some people might start with another book, mm -hmm. you know, it's not set in stone with how to start exactly. reading the Bible, right? Exactly. Exactly. And another great help for Bible study is this thing called, uh, excuse me, not Bible study, but um, for, for actually, let me take that back. Another great help for reading the Bible is Bible study. Mm. So going to your local church or a group, uh, you might meet at a Starbucks or something of that nature, and just sitting down and reading the scriptures together mm -hmm. and discussing um, and, you know, having someone who uh, does have a handle yeah. uh, on the word of God. Uh, and when we, what, what I mean by handle is someone who has been studying, reading, praying, you know, who is, um, you know, led by the spirit right. to teach other people. Yeah. And uh, that's another way by which you grow in your personal reading. Mm -hmm. So very important. What's your opinion on, on should, should a, a new believer buy a study Bible right away, buy commentaries right away? I would, yeah, you know what? I see no problem in it. Um, I definitely say um, because it's a help, you know, it's a help to them. But I would definitely uh, suggest that a new believer read the scriptures. It doesn't matter if you have a study Bible or not. Mm -hmm. I would just encourage you to read. And I definitely would suggest praying. Pray before you read it. Pray after you read it. That's going to be essential to becoming a better uh, uh, interpreter of the scripture or understanding what God uh, is saying in the scripture. Yeah, I remember when I first met you, you... And we were talking about how to prepare a sermon mm -hmm. and how to, you know, just prepare and get ready when when you get uh, when God gives you an opportunity to preach or to teach or to talk to somebody on the on the streets. Mm -hmm. And um, you told me that and I've never heard this before from, from anybody. And mm -hmm. this came from you. I'm like, wow, it, it makes sense. You mm -hmm. told me, read the passage that you're going to discuss, the passage that you're going to preach, read it. Three, five times, ten times. Read it as as many times as you can. Yes. And don't you know? Don't go to the commentaries. Don't go to the study Bible. Just read the scriptures mm -hmm. and let the Holy Spirit teach you. That and then and, and it, it happened. I kept on reading it and reading it because I was one of those guys. I was quick to go to the commentary to see what the commentary said mm -hmm. to see if I, if I was on track. But when I kept on reading the scriptures, brother, and I was like, man, the Holy Spirit started teaching me, and then that the Holy Spirit was. Telling me, okay, go, now go to this book. This is going to cross-reference what you're reading now, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It was like, why? It blew me away, man. No, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, oftentimes the, the commentaries will confirm what God has is, is taught you. You know, um, one thing about God is that God is, his purpose is not to confuse. Yeah. And so when you go to a the Bible to read it, mm -hmm. it's not for the purpose of confusing you. So uh, when, you, when you go and you read it, and you come away with something and then you read in a commentary, which is a help, right? Oftentimes it just kind of confirms what God has already communicated Amen. to you. Amen. Right. Before we move to our next topic here, Brother Sean, um, mm -hmm. how about um, when it comes to uh, like what translation should a new believer get into right away? Mm -hmm. Would you recommend them getting into the King James right away or or mm -hmm. easy or more modern translation? What do you think? Gotcha. You know, in our era, man, um, we're probably <laughs> we're very far removed from old English. Right. Right. So the King James might be difficult um, for them to 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 get a grasp of or to understand or it may not have a smooth flow for them because that's not where we are it's not our context right now yeah and so uh, i know with my children you know when i read to them at night 
You know, I don't read from the King James because that's going <laughs> to be difficult. Yeah. You know, I got various age ranges in uh, in my household. You know, I got from 13 to one years old. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have a, my, my sweet daughter, Sophia. She's a kindergartner. Mm-hmm. So to read the old English would be quite <laughs> difficult, you know. So I would suggest, man, getting a translation uh, that uh, kind of fits your context or helps you to think through. I know some folks who enjoy reading the King James, and uh, that's not difficult for them at all. Yeah. So I suggest reading something that is is um, easy for you. I, myself personally, I like the CSB. Yep. Um, I like the um, I like the NASB. I read that the most of all. Mm-hmm. But um, we don't want to uh, worship any particular uh, translation as long as it is is it's a, a biblical translation. Right. There are some distinctions to be made. There are some paraphrased Bibles. Yep. Uh, and those are great after you have read maybe just a, a regular translation. A paraphrase just kind of helps you in a in a in a in a uh, more simpler fashion. That's a good but point. I do yeah, but I do recommend anything that you you um that's comfortable. I guess now we have to put this out here a little bit, you know, the NIV uh, used to be a more comfortable translation. It still is, but there's been some some changes in the aspects of the various pronouns. Mm. So we need to be aware of that and and be careful, right? Um, the the original manuscripts do communicate God is a He, and so we don't want to say anything different from that. Yeah, going back to what you said a little while ago, I go I read the New American. That's mm-hmm. my um, translation that I love to read. But mm-hmm. then I do go back to a, a a translation like what you said a paraphrase translation like mm-hmm. the nlt the new living translation yes so that kind of helps me out you know but, but first i read the new american and mm-hmm. then i go to the new living translation yes so that kind of it's true what you just said there a little while ago yeah all right my brother you're um, a little nervous i know you're a little nervous because your saints are going to be playing <laughs> the chicago bears ah. in soldier field on Sunday. Hey man, look, you see what shirt I'm wearing today, right? I see it. I see it. You're representing. <laughs> you're representing. Well, the Bears are coming off a bye. You know, you, you, they're there's, always, there's always that worry. You know, teams coming off a bye. You mm-hmm. need to be careful with those teams. Mm-hmm. But the Saints are playing good football. Your boy uh, Teddy Bridgewater is holding it down. Yep. So, what are your thoughts? Uh, Saints victory. Um, you know the the big difference this week going in to visit the Bears. The Bears. Um, have a great defense. We know that already. Right. And so, uh, you know, my Saints need to be uh, cognizant of that. And then we're uh, we're not running on all cylinders. Uh, Kamara didn't play too well last week. And so, uh, you know, we got to be careful. Teddy's going to have to get that ball out there mm-hmm. because uh, Kamara is, is slightly hurt. Um, he had like a high ankle, uh, I believe it was a high ankle sprain that he had. So it, the running game may look different, especially against the Bears' defense. So the Bears are gonna put a lot of pressure on Teddy. They're gonna put they're gonna a lot it, of gonna pressure. I understand that, and yep. I understand that. So we're gonna have to uh, run a mixed offense this upcoming week. We're gonna have to show them all different sides of the coin this week in order to beat the Bears. Now the Bears' problem is they can't get the ball they, in the end zone. Yeah, that's problematic. Yeah, you know the Saints can score right, and they have a decent defense. You know, mm-hmm. I will give them that. The Bears' problem is, yes, can, can they stop people? Yes. Can they score? No. That's the problem. I see a low-scoring game there. I do, too. I do, too. I see a low-scoring game. Bears' defense is good. 
Saints defense is good. Mm-hmm. Um, our, the Bears offense is not that good. True. Getting I, better, but not that good. So I, I get I see the, a low scoring game. I get the Bears. Uh, the, I give them the. Um, they're up as far as the defense. Yeah. You know, I give them the higher grade. Yeah. You know. Um, how about uh, your coach? Well, you used to coach. <laughs> Uh-huh. Used to coach. In Texas. Yes, sir. And um, the Dolphins last week, oh. they're down by a touchdown with a minute. I forgot what it was. They get down, they score. So Flores, Coach Flores, first-year coach, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm, I'm dying to hear what, what your opinion. What would you do in that situation? You're 0-4. <laughs> And then he, he he went for he went for two he went for two to win the game. Oh. You, you kick it or you go or you try to win the game. Send it to overtime or you or you try to win the game. You're on four. You're I understand. On, I understand what Flores was trying to do there. Yes. And you know what, man? And I think he did what he did, predicated on the fact that they're zero and four. Exactly. He's he received like, a lot of praise for doing that. Like yeah. nobody was upset that he did that. Exactly. Because he's upset. trying to get the victory. He, yeah. Yeah. you know, he's competing to win. He's not competing just to. Keep keep time on the clock. I got you. And so I, I give him I, I much respect to him for uh, trying to go for the victory, man. No 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 shame in that one, man. Yeah, I was watching the the post game. Nobody complained. Mm-hmm. You know, he when they interviewed him, he was yeah. We had it. It was just a, a bad play. They called the bad play a screen pass. Yes, bad play. And um, Drake dropped the ball, mm-hmm. and I think he would have gotten tackled right away because there was like three. Uh, Redskins defenders right there when he when he was about to get the ball. Man, listen, when you're off, I mean, <laughs> they're not a great passing team as it is yeah. already. So yeah. it doesn't matter what kind of pass you're throwing. <laughs> it, it's going to be a risk, you know? Other than a QB sneak. That's right. Dolphins have, well, it's obvious they have poor offense. Yeah. It that just is what it is, man. All right, your boy Jalen Ramsey gets traded to the Rams. Yes, he does. Does that make the Rams... And they're, they're a struggling team too, the Rams. Um, yes, obviously makes of, them a little better because Ramsey's one of the top cornerbacks in the league. What are yeah. your thoughts on that trade, then? Man, as I was telling uh, my buddies the other day, man, listen, Jalen Ramsey, he got traded for to what two first round drafts, right? Right. Uh, man, he's not Champ Bailey. He's not <laughs> Revis, you know. Uh, not Dion. Not Dion. Uh, uh, not Cromarty. There's a lot of. Uh, Proof that's still necessary, mm-hmm. um, you know, that we got to see, man. <laughs> I don't know about that, man. So you're not a big believer in Ramsey. I, I think it's a lot more work to do, man. Yeah. Um, is he a is he a shutdown corner? You they think say he is? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't see. It. I haven't seen a lot of Jaguar games to be okay. honest with you. Okay. So I, I don't really... see. It. I mean, I think it's all based on what they did last year. Yeah. You know. Um, and so, I, well, two years ago I think it was last year. Ago. Last year they were pretty bad. Yeah, two years ago. Two years ago right. they almost made it the Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. They lost against I forgot who they. You're right. Yeah, but that's not the first name you think of when you think about cornerbacks. Am yeah, I you're right, right. Or wrong? Yeah. No, you're right. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know, man. I'm not hating on his game at all. He's definitely a talented player, but uh, you know, I guess teams are doing what they got to do to to win. You know, and he he is he is an essential piece. He's an essential piece. Today's generation, they're quick to call players like if they have one good year they're quick to oh this guy is great yeah he's a hall of famer that's right and we've seen many players have one good year and Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden like uh 
Dak Prescott. Yep, one year. His that year was his rookie year. That was his rookie year. And then last year he was okay, and then it looks like today, this year he's kind of he's been average yeah. since. You know, and not to say he can't get better. Yeah, but um, we're just basing it on what we have right now. Yeah, you know, been average performance. These latest games that we've been watching, um, brother Sean, that uh, the referees have been just horrific, <laughs> horrific. The games are longer now because of the the, oh, di- man, the, the different, or the you know they throw flags for everything nowadays. I went, man, I went to the UM uh, Virginia Tech game. Yeah. The game was four <laughs> hours, four hours, man. I hear you, man. It was. We were walking out the stadium. The whole uh, stadium was walking out. The rest blew the whistle, calling everybody back, and they put two yeah. seconds on the clock. And man, terrible officiating. It's not only happening in the NFL; it's happening in, in the college, college as well. Yeah. So you think? What do you, what do you think? What is? I guess because of the, you know, the, the the rule on helmet to helmet. You know, there's they got to go through the replay. Exactly. So it's that's, making it longer. Yeah, making it longer. Mm-hmm. And then the refs are scared to throw flags, or they're quick to throw flags. Yep. It's either or. Yep. They're quick to throw it, or they're quick, you know, to hold it back. Correct. So that kind of holds up the game. Then it also messes up the game when the refs should have thrown, like we were talking earlier about that Green Bay Detroit game. It was an obvious face mask. Obvious. And the ref didn't see it, or he did see it, and he didn't want to throw the flag or something like that. I don't know. I, I would say, you know, it's it's, you know. Poor refereeing can hurt you. Mm. You know, um, that's obvious. Because you're not only fighting another group of professional athletes, you're now, now fighting against calls that are being made that are, if they're incorrect, yeah. they're going to hurt your chances of, of, of scoring. Right. right. So they do hurt. And people people oftentimes say, I love Rob Parker. That's one of my favorite guys. Yeah. But Rob Parker says, um, he says, hey, that's why you don't place the game in the hands of the ref. Meaning... You need to get out strong and 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 start strong and end strong so that the refs can't decide the game. But if you're trying to start strong and the refs are immediately making bad calls, yeah. there's nothing you can do in that. Yeah. You know, you know, you got four downs to try to to try to do something. It happens a lot in the NBA, I think, when it does. You know, the referees want they take too much control of the game. They don't let the players play. True. And you know we know you you were you you watched the bad boys in Detroit and yep. you know those whistles were never blown. It was they let them play. They let those boys play. They let they? them play, man. They let them play. The Jordan rules. What was the Jordan rules? Oh man, you couldn't get in the. You know if you get in the paint, you gotta knock them down. You gotta knock them down. Yeah, man. All right, I'm going. I'm going back to you because because you you have the coaching experience here, mm-hmm. and um, I'm making this example here. Okay, the this is a baseball. Um, we're going to baseball here. The Washington Nationals are in, the, are in the World Series. Yep. Last year, they had supposedly that they had the best player, Bryce Harper. Yes. In the National League. Yeah. Maybe even all baseball. Some mm-hmm. people say he's probably the best player in, in all baseball. Yep. The Nationals lose him to free agency. <laughs> <laughs> the best player. Yep. In baseball. Yep. yep. And they go to the, they go to the World Series without him. Mm. What does that tell you? And we, we could do it with any sport. It doesn't have to be baseball, but it, it, that hit me so hard. I go, you guys had Bryce Harper last year. That's right. Didn't even sniff the the the, the World Series, and uh-huh. now you're in the World Series without, without him. Without him. Without him. So it just kind of shows, man. They were already there. And they just needed something to put them over the over mm. the edge. Uh, it's it's almost reminiscent of um, 
what's our boy Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. when he was with San Antonio um you know them them not knowing the caliber of player he actually was you know in this case it was the reverse effect yeah you know they were complaining about him you know stating that he was they didn't you know some didn't believe the injury mm-hmm. um they they rolled out this whole low management thing um and then he, what does he do go to toronto <laughs> the first year takes these guys to the next level you wins know a championship. wins a championship and uh that it was a talented team mm-hmm. but i would almost i would almost go to say if we were to match up player for player to san antonio spurs with who is on the Toronto Raptors? It's almost equal in talent. Yeah, you know, um, but Kawhi made the difference. You're right. I also commend the, the manager of the Washington Nationals, Dave Martinez. He true. He loses his best player. Mm-hmm. Maybe that yep. maybe Harper was just a hindrance to the team. You know, there's guys true. that are just knuckleheads in there. They're true. a hindrance to the team. You know, and a lot of people because. Because that that player is so you know getting paid so much money, he's famous. So other players kind of like you know they look up to that guy. Mm, mm. So whatever he says, they do. Yep. And now him being gone, that gave them freedom to be on their own and play harder and you know listen, start listening to the coach more. And yep. And, and I think that's probably what happened with uh with the Nationals. Yeah. All right, my brother Kanye West, man, praying for that brother, man. Praying for him, man. I'm uh, hoping this is a genuine man. Listen, I think that um. Here's a guy, man, who, you know, kind of starts his career off with Jesus Walks. I was going to ask know. you that. You think, uh-huh. so when he did that album, was that his first album? That was off the, was that off, the, I think that was off the first album. First album would have been what, College Dropout? I'm not that sure. But first. whatever it was, it was early in his career, right? Yeah, that was early in his career. So what, what was this uh-huh. message behind that song? The message in that song, that's a great question. <laughs> Was he was he saying that he was a Christian back then, or he was it was it was just a song about about Christ? You know what? I think it was a song, man, that uh, had to do with um, his background. You know, oftentimes here's a here's a young man from inner city Chicago. Uh, you being there from yourself, yeah. you know, uh, brown and black people have a have a a history of who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. You know. And so, to some degree, man, it could have been just cultural, a mm. cultural reference. You know, uh, folks have a, a cultural respect for Jesus. And so, uh, I think in light of that, you know, especially him being a black man in Chicago, you know, most most folks who are from Chicago uh, originated from the South. That's right. And so, they have that, um, you know, religious history. Now, the South doesn't originate uh, the religious background, but it just, we just know that, um, heavy practice of it. Yes. So, uh, I just think that, man, he, he, he injected his cultural upbringing Mm -hmm. into the song. I got you. Uh, because on that same album, brother, I mean, Jesus walks is an explicit, explicit song. Oh, really? Yeah. It's an explicit song along with about, I think about four, four other tracks on that album. Mm. That are all explicit. So Jesus may be walking, but Kanye wasn't following him. You see what I'm saying? I got you. <laughs> yeah, I hear what you're saying. So Kanye, um, he's saying a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a couple YouTube videos on what he, what he's, you know, what he's saying, what he's preaching. Yep. So, Clear gospel. Yeah. So um, again, 
I'm just hoping and praying that this is a genuine because this man is uh, not only followed here in the United States, but he's a worldwide figure. Worldwide figure, man. And if it's if his calling is genuine, you know how many people he could bring into the kingdom, man. Oh man, he he can impact many. He he can take the gospel into places that a lot of people can't. Yeah. And um, you know he's already, you know, God has already gifted Kanye in several ways. One. He's an outspoken figure. Mm -hmm. When it, even when it's not popular to be outspoken, Kanye, that's how he's built. Yeah. And so uh, he already has that 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 personal trait, that God given trait, mm -hmm. to be a spokesperson. That's right. And so uh, God can utilize that man. He's still think about it from his outlandish remarks that he's making. Uh, that where he was outspoken. Now he's outspoken in the communication of Jesus Christ. Amen. And um, I think that Kanye man can do, like you said earlier, he can he can reach many with the gospel message. And based on what I've heard, that is a clear communication of the gospel. He's he's clearer than a lot of Christians yeah. on what it means to be saved and follow Jesus. You know what? It's also causing uh, Sean that you know with, with Kanye doing this, it's like a chain reaction where other hip hop artists and other people in the in the in the in the business are talking about it now. Yes. And we were talking about this yesterday about how T.I., mm -hmm. even though he's not saying positive things, he's saying that the that the gospel or the or the Bible there's too much contradiction. True. But at least the conversation's coming up. The conversation is out there. Which and we're is, praying, hopefully mm -hmm. somebody could come to them and explain it the correctly so they maybe they could open their eyes and they yes. could say, Oh wow, okay, this is the way it is. Nobody yes. ever you know, you ever heard of that expression? I'm sure you've heard of it. Mm -hmm. People say, Oh, I've never heard it. I've never heard anybody tell me that, that yeah. the Bible's this way or mm -hmm. it's that where the church is this way and the church is that way. Most definitely. So Yeah, I think Kanye has that ability. Think about it. I can't call T I up, you know? Uh, but Kanye can. They're actually, they're friends. So, oh, yeah. like you said, man, he has that opportunity to communicate it to Jay Z, to to Ti, to mm. these 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 big figureheads in, in the music industry. Or maybe it'll also lead to these um, artists like going to Christian hip hop, mm -hmm. going to people like Flame or Lecrae, mm -hmm. and hey, hey, can I ask you a question? You That's know, right. Or can I listen to one of your songs? Yep, make and broader relationships. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, I think every uh, Christian who loves, um, you know, loves hip hop, loves. I think they should be praying for this brother, man. I, I think so. I think all Christians should be lifting up Kanye. Um, you know, yes, we we are inspecting the fruit, but be praying for him and don't negatively bash on social media or exactly or or you know because man that hurts kanye you yeah. know that hurts him personally and then you got the outside world looking at kanye mm -hmm. and then they're looking at us and they're saying hey man these guys don't even love their own yeah right? so we need to pray for him and 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 not publicly dismiss him uh unless necessary right, right. so he hasn't done anything currently to um to necessitate this and Kanye. But you said when you I remember you sent out a text to the to the brothers here mm -hmm. that you um that he is going to be tested. He will be tested. So he we need to be. pray. You know we need to lift them up in in prayer and and help. You know that the God would protect them and That's give right. them wisdom and courage and strength to to fight what's he's going to be being confronted with. That's correct. And he, I love what Kanye said the other day. He said. Hey, I may produce. I may pronounce some of these names wrong. I may pronounce some of these words wrong. Right. He says because I'm a new convert. Mm. I'm new in Christ. He had enough humility. Praise Think about Lord. Kanye to Praise say I'm. Lord. I'm new at this. 
So give me a chance, right? Mm. And uh, we need to lift lift that brother up, man. So that kind of answered my question of what I asked you earlier about him during his first, you know, that album where Jesus walks. He wasn't converted back then. Yeah, I didn't see any evidence of that. Yeah, I didn't see any evidence too. And, and based on his own admission in that video that we saw yesterday from TMZ, yeah, he's communicating he just got saved. Yep. You know. So yeah, praise mm-hmm. the Lord for that, man. Yep. LeBron James got into some trouble with, um, he, you know, with. People from um, from China. Yeah. Oh no! Well, yeah, from guess. Yeah, I guess the protesters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the people who are protesting. He mm-hmm. he kind of took the side. Well, I don't want to say kind of. He did take the side of the Chinese uh, communist country of the ways they do things over there. Yes. And he received a lot of backlash True. from a lot of people. Mm. So um, I wanted to, and we were talking about this earlier. I think LeBron is he is a smart man. He is. He's a wise man. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you need to. Hold back. You don't have to answer every question that's asked it, mm-hmm. asked of you. You and I, I was saying, look what happened to James Harden in um in Westbrook. They were asking him questions that they were not well, re, you know, really well versed in. So they yes. kept their mouth shut. True. So LeBron being LeBron, mm-hmm. you know, they asked him a question and he said his answer and he took a lot of backlash for it. But mm-hmm. I think LeBron, in my opinion, you know, and this is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think he needs to give it some thought, mm-hmm. you know, uh, research, and then. Do, then you know say what you have to say and give your opinion because sometimes they throw those microphones in your face Sean and all of a sudden you could you could be you could say whatever and then boom there it is they record it yeah right? now I understand you know and um, usually LeBron is very thoughtful yep um, and uh, in this particular instance uh, and I, I thought about this too you know imagine you're a public figure uh, wherever you might be um, sometimes you get asked a question and you might not respond properly, right? I think this is one of those cases where LeBron should get a pass or, and, and two, come back and readdress mm-hmm. the public. He kind of did. He tweeted something out clar- clarifying, clarifying what, what, yeah, he, what he said. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, that's helpful, man. And it's it's always important because you got to think, man, Kanye, or not Kanye, but uh, LeBron is a cultural figure. Yes. You know, so uh, the media goes to him. And uh, in previous times, he has done a great job in his communication. So this is, everybody's do one snafu, you know? But ask yourself this question, bro. Uh-huh. Like, do you think LeBron is going to be on the side of a communist country than, than, you know, be on the side of the people who are being oppressed by this country? By, by, the, by the China, I mean? I do. Uh, that's why I think he made a mistake. Exactly. And the reason, the reason, you know, he understands oppression, you know. Um, yeah. And so, you know, uh, experientially. And, and, and so I think he uh, is a person, man, who probably just didn't think it through, man. Yeah. Just, just, you know, and it, it happens. It happens. You know who I admire? I admire people that have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, and, and sometimes they are not called to be the, the lead spokesman when it comes to giving money out or helping people they mm-hmm. had they hire people to do it mm-hmm. but with their money gotcha so um brother tony dungy um sent out a tweet i don't know if you caught this one he um he said warwick dunn mm-hmm. who played for tampa played yep. for florida state oh, yeah he you know what he does he builds homes mm-hmm. for single women yes 
that either lost her husband or they were divorced, whatever it is. Mm. And he, he built homes for these for these ladies, for these women, so they could, you know, bring up their kids and raise up their kids. And guess who was one of the kids that grew up in one of those homes? The Sean Watson. That's right. I, I remember that story, man. And do you ever hear work done? You ever hear somebody put a microphone in his, in his face mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. you ever see him on television? You mm -hmm. don't. He's mm -hmm. behind the scenes. He's behind the scenes. And he has people working for him. Mm -hmm. He's giving the money out. Mm -hmm. He's giving the support and he has people doing it. True. So maybe that's something LeBron may have to think about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think you know, like I said, man, I believe Le LeBron is a is a is a great spokesperson. I mean, he generally does a great job. He's he's, yeah, he's thoughtful. Yeah. He's yeah. thoughtful. Uh, like I say, man, you got to think, man. Is uh, LeBron speaks in the public eye uh, so many? He has so many opportunities to speak in the public mm -hmm. that uh, you are bound to. To say something yeah, off you're the right. wall. Uh, Good point. You know, me uh, being a preacher and, and and communicating the gospel, I've said some things that my wife has looked at me and said, "Sean, <laughs> what were you trying to say?" Right? And so um, it's it's always possible. Everybody goes through that. Everybody goes yeah. through it. Yeah. I, I remember one of my favorite preachers, man. I was listening to him on the radio, and he said, "When we go to hell." I was like, whoa, you know, but it, it's a snafu, man. Yeah. It's just from public speaking, man, you are bound to make a mistake. Going back to sports, I forgot about this topic here, uh, Sean. We got a couple minutes here mm -hmm. left on our fourth podcast. Mm -hmm. Can you believe that? Fourth podcast, the hey. Palm Podcast, man. It is popping, man. It's cool, man. And we're on a, a lot of different um, platforms, right? I guess we can. Yep. Yeah, go ahead. We're on all of them now. Yeah. Um, Spotify, Apple. Uh, uh, Apple, iTunes, mm -hmm. you know, to be more specific, Google Podcast, uh, wherever, we're everywhere, everywhere. Coaches on the hot seat in the NFL. I'm gonna throw a couple <laughs> names out, and you tell me who's gonna be the first one to get fired. All right. We don't want them to get fired, but no, th no there's, doubt. there's always well, unless there's, they need there's always to be. somebody getting fired. Unless they need to be fired. Exactly. Mm. Jason Garrett, the Cowboys. He's not gonna get fired. Dan Quinn of the Atlanta Falcons. Hmm. Hmm. Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of man, what a bad start they had. They're one in four, on, and they were in the Super Bowl what three years ago? Three years ago, yeah, three, two years, three years ago. I think you're right. Doug Marone of the Jaguars. Nah, not yet. And Freddie Kitchens of the Cleveland Browns. Ooh, Freddie has a lot of pressure on him, man. He got a star-studded team and isn't putting up any numbers. Um, he's a first-year coach. First-year coach, and there is no. There's technically nobody out there to replace him. Yeah. Right. So, I think Freddie still has a chance. I think, uh, man, on that list that you mentioned, uh, I'm gonna go with Quinn. I think Quinn gets the. the you think axe. he's gonna get the axe, man? Okay. All right. Because the, the Falcons were bad last year. They were. And they and they started out really bad this I, year. I, I agree with four. you. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. And they got talent. I agree with your pick. You know they got talent. They got a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Even though Julio Jones is hurt, he's you know, one of the best receivers in the league. Yep. And with Freddie Kitchens, I think you know him being a first year first year coach, I think you got to give him the benefit of the doubt. True. Um, True. You know, unless he loses the locker room. Yep. In my opinion, if you're Which, a first year coach and you lose the locker room, mm, then there you could might be, be out of there. Yeah, you might be out of there. Because mm -hmm. that's the worst thing to do is lose your locker room. That's true. Imagine you know coming to to work as a coach and and, and the players are not listening to you. Prisoners running the prison. <laughs> It's not good. <laughs> Horrific story in the news again uh, happened last week, brother Sean. Mm. Uh, Tatania Jefferson 
um, loses her life in another um, police um, shooting, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. You know, tell us what happened. I, I, I read, you know, I heard about the story, but tell us exactly what happened. Yeah, so uh, you have uh, Tatiana Jefferson. For um, she lives in in Fort Worth. She was mm-hmm. living in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, she was at home watching her eight-year-old nephew uh, and um, a, a neighbor. Uh, so graciously saw that the property where they were living in that they I think he said, stated that the door was ajar, so the door wasn't closed. Okay. He called the police, um, the Fort Worth the police department. And he asked them to do a, a welfare check, right? A wellness check just to see if everything was okay at the home. The police officer comes out to the home. Uh, he's looking around the property. Now, keep in mind, the police officer did not have his lights on. Mm. Uh, there was no searchlight or spotlight utilized. So he approaches the home with just a flashlight, gun drawn. He reaches a window and... A Tatiana peeks out of the window and the officer uh, within 0.6 seconds uh, shoots the young lady. Wow. And she died. Mm. And so this is an uproar, especially on the heels of the Amber Geiger case. Right. And Botham Jean. Mm-hmm. And so, um, man, this is this is not sitting well yeah. right, in, in Fort Worth with people just in general. You know, there's further distrust of the police mm. uh, amongst black and brown people. Man. Yeah, yeah. So this happened in Fort Worth, Texas, mm-hmm. where we talked about what well, last year where um, a gun permit there is is I, it's I, open carry. It's open right? carry. Yeah, you can do open carry in in, in Texas. Yeah. Um, which you know that's not problematic. The issue is that of. Uh, how policing is done these yeah, days. Yeah. You know, there is there is proper protocol for how you police. You have to announce who you are. You yeah. know, this young lady is in the house by herself. She's a young uh, lady. She's alone. And and then she's approached with just some general flashlight. She mm. has no idea who's approaching her property. And so... Predominantly you, black um, building? or Was it a building or was it just a home? It, it was a house. It was a house. Okay. Yes. So How about the neighborhood? Was I'm not sure about the neighborhood. Okay. Um, uh, Fort Worth is is diverse to some degree. Yeah. You know, there, there's just like any other, other urban area. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure. But uh, for the most part, I mean, regardless, man, here's a guy who who, they, from what I've heard, they said it was a, a predominantly uh, African American neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't verify. I did live in, in Fort Worth myself for eight years, mm-hmm. but um, I didn't get the details. I can't speak um, intelligently about this because I don't have the details of what area they were in. But, right. Uh, this guy approached incorrectly, man. Yeah. It's approached incorrectly. And it could have been a bad day for him. Mm. You know, um, him not communicating who he was, his life could have been on the line. Oh, yeah. So poor policing and think about this man a a young lady has lost her life Mm. for no reason at all no reason at all for no reason at all and she was inside the room with the house with her child huh she she was in the house with her her nephew man her nephew her nephew was sleeping and then she was the one inside of the home watching the nephew you know how um what comes to mind is um and i'm not saying to do this but you know how 
in, in the hood in Chicago, you know, if something was happening, this is, I guess it was just like a um, street code, if you want to call it that. You know, if you see something bad happening, you know, don't don't say anything. Or mm -hmm. if you see something that doesn't, that looks abnormal in the mm -hmm. neighborhood, keep your mouth shut. Mm -hmm. But, you know, this lady's trying to do something good. Yep. She saw that the door was open. Yep. Yeah, the man, uh, he, the, the, the neighbor was a man. It was a man, I'm sorry. Yep. That's okay. so, so something that, you know, you know, something good mm -hmm. that the man was trying to do turned out to be bad. Turned out to be bad. And he felt man. guilty. He said, man, I feel oh, bad calling man. the police, you know. Um, because if, if, if you know, if, if they're going to come out and shoot someone, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, it's not good, man. Not good at all. All right, my brother. I'm on um, Instagram, John Edge Show. Yep. And also on Facebook, John Edge Yep. Twitter, I used to be on Twitter a lot, but I'm starting to get back into it. Yeah, man. I, I use Twitter to for information. I hear you. Yeah, I don't I, tweet a lot, but I, I, I hear you. Yeah, but the more famous we get, um, Sean, the more I'm have to start tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm on Instagram too, uh, yep. Sean Thrash at uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram, right? And I'm uh, I'm on Facebook, um, and so you can check me out on either one of those. How about Twitter? You on Twitter? I'm on Twitter, but not enough to even know how to work it. Man, mm. uh, man I I kind of look at it for news as well, but I'm barely on there. I'm on there twice a year. Yeah. <laughs> I like Twitter. It's comical sometimes. Oh, okay, so give us um, the, the platforms again that we're on, and we'll get, we'll get yep, out of here. Yep, so, so where is, you can look for us on any of your, your major podcast sites. So we're on iTunes. We're on uh, uh, Anchor, mm -hmm. Spotify. Uh, Google Podcast. We're on all of the majors. So check out the Palm Podcast. That's right. We're two dudes. Yep. That read the Bible. We study the Bible. We yep. preach the Bible. Talk hip hop. Talk hip hop. Talk sports. Music. That's right. But we do it from a Christian perspective. From a Christian perspective, two regular, regular brothers. That's right. Yep. And so uh, check us out when you get a chance. You good? Yes, sir. All right. Thanks for listening to the Palm Podcast. Palm right. Podcast, guys. I'm your brother in Christ, John Edge. And again, I'm Sean Thrasher. Have a great week. Hey, have a great week, y'all.